Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mercedes turns on it. Down the left field line. Did he? Yes, he did. The fun never stops with number 73. Your mean Mercedes, bring him home. Come on. Okay, so you ask what you do for an encore? The one thing you didn't do last night was hit the ball out of the ballpark. Mercedes up the middle. He is seven for seven to open the year. Big load ready to go. And he unloads to left center field. This is number eight, and it takes a big old bounce. Your mean Mercedes send him to the All-Star game. Outrageous what he's done. This is absolutely Hollywood golden ridiculous for your mean Mercedes. Well, you might want to forget about the All-Star game and just send him to the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel Sunday mornings on The Score. Oh, God, so much fun. See, Mercedes is so fun to watch hit. And he's got such this incredible bubbly personality that Sox fans have been dying for him. On Friday uh, afternoon for the Parkins and Spiegel show on The Score, um, I was in studio, and the lineup crossed with Yermeen in the 8-hole. And Chris Tannehill from the Locked On Sox podcast and from the uh, Park of the Spiegel show. And Shane Reardon, big time Sox fans. Just every break um, for the rest of the show, every moment we had a chance to interact, one of them would say, uh, you're mean in the eight hole. You're mean in the eight hole. Okay, hey, uh, Speaks, we're back in two minutes. You're mean in the eight hole. Just so excited to finally see him. And then you get that. So we will talk about your mean Mercedes quite a bit with our next guest, uh, who joins us right now on the Alpamani Ford hotline. Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. He is Dave Brown. You can read these days writing baseball content. Once again, thank God you're back, Dave Brown. Um, you can read him at the Midway Minute a publication from his old partner at Big League Stew, Yahoo Sports, Kevin Kaduk. Midway Minute is a great read, and um, I get it in my inbox every morning, and you could too. Hello, Dave Brown. How are you? Good morning, Speaks. Thanks for having me on. I was really uh, digging the, the Mercedes highlights again. Put a big smile on my face. Right? I, I mean, because everybody was looking forward to him, and then he's that. It's, it, it's, a, it's astonishing. Um, what are you watching uh, as you see him? Uh, in terms of his hitting style, and I've talked plenty about it in the first hour, but w what are you enjoying as you watch him these first couple of starts of his major league life? 
Well, I definitely, and you alluded to it, I enjoy how much he enjoys being out there. But uh, what really struck me, maybe even more in um, with his first at bat, was how he adjusts to the count. I mean, he's he, he's a thinking man's hitter up there. You know, he'll take the ball the other way. He won't necessarily try to pull everything. He watches pitches beautifully. You can see he's a guy that appreciates, uh, you know, a walk. You know, he doesn't have to swing the bat and get a hit every time up. And, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, any lineup could use, the White Sox especially. So, you know, I, I definitely like his kind of cerebral approach up there. But also, I mean, the, the joy, you know, that's been a word that's been used a lot. Uh, just he's, he's so happy and relieved to, you know, have his hard work and all the time that he's put in after so many years in the minors and, and, and lower uh, you know, with unaffiliated teams, uh, you know, getting a shot here, and it's uh, it, it's it's a great thing to uh, to enjoy if you're a White Sox fan. Twenty four hundred minor league plate appearances, and you knew something had to be off putting in his game to keep him away from the bigs, and it's that big leg kick, it's that big uh, hand movement, the load as they drop below the waist as he loads up. But then you alluded to it, the bat control, the cerebral approach, the willingness to go the other way. I, 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 we love watching guys like this. Frankly, it feels like watching Rod Carew or Tony Gwynn <laughs> or, you know, or somebody slappy um, or Ichiro. Um, and, and it, but the thing is, he can, he can, can bop. He can yes. absolutely swing for full power before he has those two strikes. It's a... Uh, it, it it ends up being an archetype, actually, of what front offices want everybody to be these days. And Anthony Rizzo is the only Cub who can come close to it, to no, being that true. way. Right? You, it, you're right. This, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. And it also makes it a little more curious as to why, you know, it's taken him so long. I, you know, there's something, maybe there was something is, uh, in his past that sort of turned off teams. And um, But, you know, you're right. He's, he's a kind of a little guy's hitter in a big guy's body up there and uh you know it's it's um you know he's he's just been a joy to watch and at least you know he's he's sort of keeping our minds off the white Sox defense because that's probably what we'd be droning on about right now if it wasn't for your mean mercedes oh let's go ahead and drone dave uh dave brown <laughs> has written about baseball and sports for a long long time yahoo sports he has Forever. answered Dave on the Twitter because I remember the answer man. The answer man was 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 around and active. Was he more than just Yahoo? Were you the answer man at Baseball Prospectus as well? Uh, yeah, I did a few answer mans uh, over there, or answer men, answer people, uh, <laughs> depending on where I've been. Uh, I, I, I might have had a couple at CBS too. I was there for a time as well. Yeah, I'm trying to bring the answer man back. It's uh, you know just a. I think I like to have fun with the with my baseball writings and interviews and kind of ask uh, funny questions and see how guys respond and uh, yeah so we'll see with with midway minute uh, exactly what I can do with the the Chicago guys so yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that too. Good yeah the answer men I like having to pluralize that it's like games yes. seven you know so <laughs> so maybe it's answers men is is what it what it should be even though that's uh, you know it's, it's I, I yeah. people expect me to have all the answers to questions like this but maybe yes. i'm just you know i'm asking them too so yeah, i don't well, know well you're living up to the man part that, that much that much <laughs> i'll give you so um all right so let's talk about that defense how concerned are you overall um for what this is you know for, for this the entirety of the season are we just looking at isolated moments or what's your concern level overall 
kind of concerned. Um, I, you know, I'm not concerned about uh, Louis Robert, um, even though he's he's now trying to play the infield as well as all the outfield positions. I think it was it was funny and and maybe even. Uh, something that we would like to see when he was calling off Eloy and, and running all over the field. But now he's doing it to Tim Anderson, So, and balls are bouncing off his head. I think he's going to learn you know, his limitations. I mean, he was running in. He was hustling in after that that pop-up, and Anderson was right under it. So I, I hope he learns from that. I, I don't think I'm worried about that too much. Uh, you know, Maybe uh, Nick Madrigal trying to turn a double play. Uh, throwing the ball away and and some other places on the field you know left field is going to be interesting although it hasn't hasn't hurt them yet you know Adam Eaton uh you know I think his numbers last year were just so bad but it's like you know are we just going to maybe blame the the pandemic and uh the preparation for the World Series on him having a bad season in 2020 so but you know he, he dropped an easy ball uh you know the defense Zach Collins is kind of raw behind the plate so I think there are genuine concerns, and you know they've given up so many unearned runs, and you know they they Evan Marshall lost the game last night in the eighth inning, but I, I think it was the defense extending, you know, making Lance Lynn throw many many extra pitches earlier in the game that kind of put the White Sox in position to have their seventh best reliever going against the heart of the Angels' order in the eighth inning. I think that was. Uh, you know, and and maybe Tony could have made some different choices as far as who was pitching in the eighth too. But the defense, in a way, cost them that game last night because of what happened early, and you you can't have that over and over again. All right, seventh best reliever, rank him then. <laughs> and now I need to see a list. Well, uh, Hendricks, Crochet. Well, Hendricks, Kopech, Crochet, Hoyer. Yeah. Uh, or Bummer, Hoyer. I'm going back on my rankings already. Uh, Jose Ruiz is at the bottom, and then uh, <laughs> this is the worst list ever. You put, really put me on the spot here. Speaker. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Like, because here's the thing: I, I some people might think of Cody Hoyer sixth, but he's probably the second or third best guy in that bullpen. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, so, so, so I'll, I'll go ahead. I would say I'd say Hendricks one, and then Hoyer, and then Bummer. And then maybe Crochet and Kopech, but they're also very specific, so they're not going to be available sometimes. Um, no, because they'll, be they'll go for, more than an inning, right. Yeah, they'll u- be used for long stints and then get a couple days off. And then there's Matt Foster. Um, th- the thing yeah. is that Marshall Marshall has, like, the least swing and miss stuff of any of those right. guys, but he's got the track record. So he's trustworthy and solid and all of that but at some point he's going to be an option to get replaced on that depth chart don't you think well he did he did a really good job last night against trout some people thought maybe he threw him a hang and break it ball there for strike 3 but i you know he was getting him up in the in the strike zone which is where you have to go after trout and then it was like you know he couldn't do anything right for the next three guys and i actually thought at some point maybe Tony would bring in Bummer for uh, Jared Walsh, although maybe yes. then he would come back with Pujols, but who knows. But And then the Sox could be in trouble, but I think, you know, and not using Hoyer last night after a day off, I don't know if maybe he wasn't available or Tony was probably just trying to get everybody in, you know, and see what he has with uh, with with Marshall, who was a guy that they used a lot in, in high leverage situations last year. But with the additions to the bullpen this year, you'd think they wouldn't have to do that. So... Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, you you loved the idea of Evan Marshall um, over the last couple of years being in a moment like that. Right. But but Hoyer 
you know, Hoyer and Hendricks as eighth and ninth against righties um, with Bummer mixed in might be how it ends up. That that might be how it ends up. But man, it, it, you've got so many good options there. Um, it, there's going to be a lot for Tony to figure out. Um, what else, do you, do you feel like you've learned anything about Larusa and Cats and the way they're going to deal with that bullpen, manage the bullpen overall? What else do you think you've learned over the first few games, if anything? Well, I think maybe not learned, but reminded that you know I, I might have I might have nitpicked or disagreed with what Larusa did in the game last night, but I am comfortable knowing that in the long run he he knows what he's doing. I mean, you know, Larusa was kind of making a Saber uh, metric-ish uh, pitching changes, you know, 30 years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's a guy that uh, is is going to use the bullpen maybe to a fault sometimes, but he generally knows what he's doing. And I'm just excited, uh, you know, just from what I've heard about Katz in, in terms of, you know, his uh, communication and how the guys are receptive to him. And, and uh, you know, uh, Coop, was, you know, kind of run out, ran out his string a little bit. So I think, you know, I don't know a lot about Katz, but, what I see is good, and I think uh, I'm in the long run. I'm going to trust Larusa is going to do the right thing in the bullpen and uh, learn from mistakes or just sort of adjust to how the guy's stuff is uh, is presenting itself as far as the relief pitchers go, and just trust that he's going to make the right decision in the long run. Yeah, that's the thing. Watch the stuff. See them pitch. What does the contact look like? What are you actually right. learning from from watching as opposed to just being buried in the book and looking at the numbers alone? Um, I, I, I do trust that he and Katz will have, it, will have it figured out, and I think some of those roles will work themselves out, and maybe they're starting to already. So when Jake Arrieta came back, um, and was announced back with the Cubs, and he was terrific yesterday. But when, it, when he was announced as coming back, I was like, man, there can't be any other organization that has had this many good pitchers come back. Cy Young Award winners and otherwise. <laughs> it's a tradition. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and, and just other great pitchers. Russell came back, and Fergie Jenkins came back, and Ken Holtzman came back, and Kerry Wood came back, and now, and then Greg Maddox, of course, came back, and now Jake Arietta is back. And you ranked him. You, you went through and looked at their accomplishments. Who had the best run as a Cub in their return? Of all those guys that I mentioned, who was best in their return as a Cub? You know, that's a, that's a really good – that's still a really good question. I think I, I'm – you know, I sort of vacillate on that a little bit. Fergie Jenkins' run was amazing. I mean, as, a, as an old man, as a 38- or 39-year-old man, he was, he was still effective. I think, you know, he was cut in spring training in 84, and the, the Cubs, you know, made up their mind to go out and get Sutcliffe and, and Dennis Eckersley and, and so forth. But I still think, you know, even at that age, he could have gotten some people out for some other team. Uh, and it would have been fun to have Fergie on the 84 Cubs, but he was, he was really effective at the end. Uh, you know, and Greg Maddox, you know, I mean, Greg Maddox gives so many innings and was just so solid when he came back. I mean, he wasn't Greg Maddox, you know, 92, 93, but um, just what a guy that would just eat innings and be pretty good. And uh, just kind of a an amazing uh, way that he adjusted toward the end of his career when, you know, he, he, he didn't have quite the stuff that he did, but he was, he was just so effective right up until the end with the Cubs. You know, those, yeah. those two guys really stick out. Yeah. You know, Maddox, you had it 7.4 wins above replacement over 90 starts, I, 90 right. starts he made. That's, that's crazy. Fergie had 67 appearances, 
63 starts and had 4.7 uh, wins above replacement. So it's it's between those two. I don't know if Arietta will have that that body of work. You know, you have to be you have to be here for three years to get close to that stuff. That's true, and it, it, it's going to depend on the other pitchers, you know, in, in the rotation, but also in the bullpen, so that the Cubs don't feel like they have to overuse him. I think that's the the, the danger um, at this mm-hmm. point with him. That you know, if you if you if you overuse him, you know, the curveball is going to be hanging. And it's not going to be, you know, we don't expect Jake Arrieta Cy Young. And everybody's been upfront about that since he came back. But the guy who pitched yesterday and uh, a guy that can pitch like that uh, is certainly going to be somebody who's valuable to the team as long as, you know, you know, defense doesn't overextend innings, as long as bullpen doesn't blow leads and blow confidence that, you know, you got to keep them out there for an extra inning or whatever. If they're judicious in how they use him, I think he can be, you know, Fergie Jenkins-like or Greg Maddox-like for the Cubs over these next three years. Entirely possible. Dave Brown, nice to reconnect, man. Thanks for the time, and keep doing what you do at Midway Minute. It's a great read every morning. Okay, thanks very much. It's it's midwayminute.win, by the way. So if you go to midwayminute.com, I don't know what you're going to get, but if you go to midwayminute.win, you're going to get me and Kevin. So that's what you want. There you go. Hop on in. Um, Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you know, I love it when – when when displaced journalists uh, go out on their own and and form something and bust their hump and build something. And that's what Kevin has done with Midway Minute. Very cool that answer. Dave, Dave Brown is in there as part of it. We have a Cubs lineup that crossed a little while ago. I'll bring it to you because somebody's in it who wasn't yesterday. And I wonder how we felt when he saw his name not in that lineup yesterday. We'll talk about that next. Herb Lawrence on the Yerminator at about 1040 right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Ian's fine. I think it's I've got four really good outfielders that we're going to have to mix and match. I don't want Jake to to come from swing the bat pretty well in spring to to sitting and getting stale. So uh, we're we'll trying to find the right right matchups for for guys. Rotate that through um, and and trying to get keep everybody fresh and see how the season gets off. Uh, what kind of start? David Ross talking about Ian Happ not in the lineup yesterday. Good grab there by our executive producer, Sean Anderson. Ian Happ not in the lineup yesterday, but back in it today. Um, Ian Happ historically versus lefties, not as good as he is versus righties. Last year in his breakout season, the OPS was well over 900 against righties against lefties it was about 715 in his career the OPS is in the low 700s against lefties but that's your leadoff hitter and last year was your best player and to see him not in the lineup on day two was kind of jarring wasn't it and the Cubs win Wilson Contreras hit leadoff yesterday Jake Marisnik did get a hit did score a run He's a tall drink of water. Tall and lanky is Jake Marisnik. And did you hear what he was using for his walk-up music? I'm sure you didn't out there. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I'm going to need an explanation on that. I always love when like certain old songs find their way in. And I'm wondering, all right, so how did this guy hear this? And when did he hear it? And why did he choose it? You know, was it uh, which wave of popularity was it? It's so weird now because you can listen to anything at any point that's ever been uh, recorded or, or released. It's all available and it's it's just a strange, strange world. But anyway, Jake Marisnik into the game yesterday and no Ian Happ, but Ian Happ back in the lineup. Here's your Cubs lineup today against um, a real, a real good arm of the Pirates and that is uh, Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch Keller has been a highly thought-of prospect for a while. Got a real good mid- to high-90s fastball. He's got four pitches, a change-up curveball slider guy. So this is a good arm um, that you'll see as a right-hander going against the Cubs today. Ian Happ in center. Contreras is your catcher batting second. Rizzo hits third. Chris Bryant fourth. Jock Peterson, fifth. Javi Baez, sixth. Jason Hayward, seventh. Getting a start at second base is Eric Sogard in the eighth spot. And then Zach Davies is your pitcher. Sogard came in and pinch hit for Arietta yesterday. Sogard getting the start over Bodie today. I know um, that job was handed to Bodie. Um, and it, it was with a broad context that Ross said it's his turn at the end of spring training. And David's earned it, and he's going to be the regular. But here we are, day three against the righty, and for Bodie to get a rest and Sogard to get a shot, no problems there. Um, no issues there for me. Sogard is uh, it's a guy they've wanted for a couple of years, specifically, and certainly a profile that they've wanted for a couple of years in terms of contact. Always been a fairly high-contact guy. As Sogard, a different kind of profile. Um, speaking of contact, 
I saw this yesterday. And by the way, the phone lines and text lines are always open here on Hit and Run on a Sunday morning. I want to talk baseball with you guys at 312-644-6767. Here's a text. How about sitting Jason Hayward for about three months? Uh, how about the home run he hit yesterday? What, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, you could hit Sid Hayward against a, a lefty uh, at, at the beginning of yesterday, but then, you know. Hayward was good last year, too, and Hayward's defense and right field. I'm not a, I'm not a sit Jason Hayward guy right now. Uh, not yet. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Remember, he was real good last year. He was one of the few to have a good offensive year last year. Um, so I mentioned swing and miss. Jose Barrios and Corbin Burns of the Twins and Brewers, respectively, both went six innings, allowing no hits yesterday. And that one, Byron Buxton with another homer for the Twins. And they get a win. I think 2 nothing is your final there for Twins over Brewers. But both those pitchers had double-digit Ks through six hitless innings. That's never happened before. StatCast puts out a daily leaderboard. Those two guys were numbers three and four in terms of swings and misses over the course of the year. Of the day, excuse me. Swings and misses over the course of the day yesterday. It's the hazards of working solo. You look up, you read something, you say year instead of day and sound like a complete idiot. So anyway, Barrios and Burns, number three and number four in terms of swings and misses. Number two was Alex Cobb of the Angels against the White Sox. And number one was Tyler Anderson against the Cubs. One and two on swings and misses. Cubs and Sox, baby. Alex Cobb, not a strikeout guy. Lots of swings and misses there for the White Sox, though. And Tyler Anderson, not a strikeout guy, but a lot of swings and misses there for the Cubs. So that's kind of weird. That's an odd one. Yesterday. Texters uh, getting in. Sogard is a nice ball player. I agree. This one. Uh, Ian Happ is in his head too much. He told Bernstein RBIs are really hard. Had a chance to get one Thursday and got out. Just needed contact. RBIs are hard. You must, uh, you, you know, I, I loved that conversation about RBIs with Ian Happ and uh, Bernsey and Rahimi and enjoy his appearances on Wednesday mornings. Um, but yeah, man, baseball, difficult. Hitting a baseball, hardest thing in sports. Texture says, are you excited for the Zach Davies experience, Speaks? Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes, I am. Absolutely, I am. And very That's cool kind of moment. the message I like to relay to the young pitchers I coach and that I, that I want to talk about stuff on uh, Marquee Sports Network. Hey, Sean, I'm really looking forward to watching Zach Davies closely this year. And um, my showmates during the week laugh at me when I talk about that, but they're, they're idiots. Um, but, you know, he, they are. They are. I'm, you know, I'll double down. If you're, if you're tempting me to try and double down on calling my showmates during the week idiots, that's, that's not a big ask, Sean. I was just more playing it because it mentioned Zach Davies and how excited you are for <laughs> Zach Davies. Also, I got some research on your guy, uh, Jake Marcinick. Um, Jake, Jake Marisnik. Marisnik, my bad. Yeah, um, big, 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 big fan of Jake Marisnik, so I can tell. Uh, yeah, I've been doing, doing some research. Uh, so yeah. according to uh, platemusic.com, great resource for if you're looking for uh, uh, walk-up music, uh, Jake Marisnik, uh, August 2014, he was coming up to Come and Get It by Selena Gomez. In June 2018, he was coming up to That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. 
Uh, June 2018, he then changed it to Closer to the Sun by Slightly Stupid. And then he just recently uh, added Joan Jett, I I Love Rock and Roll. But also there's this story on MLB.com where apparently in 2016, and this wasn't listed on PlateMusic.com, so I don't know if it's, you know, legit. Uh, George Springer and Jake Marisnik's love of dinosaurs is well documented. They went to Dinosaur World together during spring training. In May, they played pregame catch while Springer was literally dressed as a dinosaur. So it shouldn't really be a surprise that Marisnik has begun using the Jurassic Park theme for his walk-up music. Although it turns out he needed some encouragement from his fellow aspiring paleontologists. I said, George, do you think Jurassic Park sounds like a good one? Springer's response, why wouldn't you use Jurassic Park? That's it. Oh man, that is that is a lot of context and appreciated, Sean. And the recorder version of the Jurassic Park theme song, it just it slaps. Oh, does it slap? Platemusic.com, outstanding reference um, for those of us who care about such things. Yeah, I want to talk to Marisnik. I want to talk to that dude. So we will along the way um, here on Hit and Run get a chance to talk to members of the Cubs and Sox as we always do. And uh, it's, 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 an, it's an interesting guy. Love that. All right. Well, good to know. Uh, note to self, if Marisnik is ever on, ask him about dinosaurs. That works. I got lots of dinosaur knowledge. In fact, um, what is, you know, what's, what's, the dino, what's the Parasaurolophus? Would you look at, uh, please Google Parasaurolophus out there, folks. Because that is one of, it's my son's favorite dinosaur. And the look on that dinosaur is really, really cool. It's got the horn that goes back like that, where it goes back behind the head. It extends. And then the front of the face, when the mouth is closed, the front of the face looks like, in my opinion, the front of Tony LaRusso's mask that he wears these days. He has the extended face mask thing. It has the crease and it goes far and it's kind of rounded. It either looks like the front of a Parasaurolophus or a taper. If, if you're already there on the Google machine, go ahead and Google taper, which is a kind of, uh, it's a relative of a rhinoceros, but has the rounded front uh, proboscis. And that's the vibe I'm getting from uh, Tony LaRusso's mask. And I thought it was important to squeeze that in to hit and run here on a Sunday morning. Texter says, has the Sox bullpen, has it failed? And was that their strength? A couple games in, mm, some troubles. We've discussed, and we will discuss plenty. Got to figure out exactly what the roles are. There is uh, a, certain, a certain play, a certain give and take that you're going to have to sort of allow here early on as he figures out which guys are to be utilized in which situations. And it's up to you how patient you want to be for that kind of thing. I would have liked to see Aaron Bummer instead of Evan Marshall going against Jared Walsh yesterday. But you could make a case that that shouldn't have been Evan Marshall in the eighth at all. That it should have been Cody Hoyer. Maybe it will be. Next opportunity there is for that kind of situation. It's 670 the score. Lots of White Sox talk coming and lots of Cubs talk too. Top of the hour, a really, really cool moment for, um, for a guy who hasn't seemed to have a lot of joy in his baseball life. He had it yesterday. We'll talk about that at the top of the hour. But when we come back, 
Um, few people love your mean Mercedes as much as Herb Lawrence, the co-host of Locked on Sox. We talk to him next on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Terrily. Mercedes has his first major league hit, and it's the Sox first hit of this ball game, and he is absolutely amped over at first base. Left side through, he'll get at least one run. Joe McEwing says, come on down, Adam Eaton, and he is safe at the plate. Your mean Mercedes, keep that baseball too. It's seven to one. Mercedes got him. Three for three for your mean Mercedes. He shows up hitting zero for his career. Now he's a 750 hitter. A little inside out job and four hits for your mean Mercedes. Now that is a ridiculous two strike hit. Your mean to left field down the line. That is fair. It's a five for five. Couple more runs driven in. Yeah, enjoy it. If he never does another thing in his career, he will forever be in the White Sox record books. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. That was awesome. That from Friday night, your mean Mercedes, his first start, he goes five for five. The first guy to have five hits in his first start since Cecil Travis of the Washington Senators in 1933. And I, Matt Spiegel, have amazing Cecil Travis trivia for you. I know you've been waiting. I know you woke up and you're like, man, I don't know enough about Cecil Travis, the last guy to have five hits in his first major league start. Maybe Spiegs knows some more. I do, and I'll give it to you next hour. Oh, it's a tease right there. But let's talk about your mean Mercedes um, with... uh, The friend of the show, friend of the station, co-host of the Locked On Sox podcast. He is Herb Lawrence, who joins us right now on the Alpamani Ford hotline. Alpamani Ford in Alpamani Nissan, in fact, is in Melrose Park on North Avenue. You can go online to check him out at apnissan.com. Hello, Herb. What's happening, man? Hey, Speaks. How are you doing today? I'm good. Tell me of your love for your mean Mercedes and why before this weekend. Tell, tell people um, why you have loved your mean Mercedes and have wanted him around and now are probably enjoying it so much. What, what was the love about, Herb? Well, um, as a round guy myself, I automatically draw myself to guys who have my type of body pretty much the same height he's about 510 he's listed about 250 that's that's a little that's a little uh, generous but once the white Sox picked him up in the rule five draft from the baltimore orioles i started looking at his career and all i saw is production all i saw was the bat played in the major leagues and i saw his age i was like man he's been in the minors for a while he was a 18 year old free agent signed with the uh, nationals and he's been grooming himself in the minors for a while so he's not you know a guy that's just getting lucky he's a guy out there doing work with the bat and so a couple years go by he was in high a winston-salem i mean low a winston-salem and then worked his way up to to birmingham to charlotte and Mm -hmm. just getting passed over by guys that was like come on now are we really really doing this with this guy instead of the guy who, who clearly can hit 
as the White Sox have designated hitter problems, this guy, as he's shown so far, all he does is hit. It's all he does, Herbie. And at, at every step of the way in the minors, he's, he's, he's done it, especially the last five years. There's something about him that people haven't trusted, whether it is how he looks in batting practice when he's going for the fences and it's the wiffle ball softball approach with the giant leg kick, whether it's that or whether it's the, the personality, the bubbly personality, maybe some people rubbed the wrong way. 2,400 minor league plate appearances now behind him and just one plate appearance last year. And here he is. And this is what he's done. It, it's, it, it's amazing. So now he's here. And you got to play him. He should be in this lineup tonight at DH, shouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, you play him until the wheels fall off. This hopefully isn't going to be like this, but remember Chris Shelton? Like, he started the year for the Detroit Tigers. Like, he's hitting a bunch of home runs, made the All-Star game. I think he had 20 home runs before the All-Star break, then fell off the table. You found something in your mean Mercedes, and you don't have a everyday designated hitter. Why wouldn't you play this guy every day to see what he's about? Yes, he's not going to be an 800 hitter, but maybe he's a 300 guy with 500 slugging. I don't know. You don't know either, so let's go and find out since we don't have a better option at the designated hitter. As we see, Andrew Vaughn so far outmatching his three games, but it's three games, and the other options on the roster are not even close to superior to what your mean's going to give you every day. You know with the bat, he's going to at least battle you. I mean, while everybody's talking about the good hits and the eight hits are impressive, the most impressive thing to me is I think it was a one-two count and it was a filthy slider, like right on the edge of the uh, strike zone, and he spit on it. I was like, come on now. Huh. Already a rookie like that in the majors yeah. in his third game spitting on a filthy slider, guy's got plate discipline. Yeah, he has tremendous plate discipline. He's got a really good eye. He's not afraid to, 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 to pass on pitches like that. And he's also willing to put pitches like that into the opposite field. And that's the thing. Like, when you see early success and people start saying really good things, um, to, to a lot of people are going to start referencing, you know, Tuffy Rhodes or, like, other, other stuff like that. Just understand, if you're really watching these at-bats, he's doing it on a wide array of pitches, different kinds of pitches in different parts of the plate to different places at different times of the count. This is, this is a really skilled contact hitter. Um, and, and the home run, by the way, was with two strikes, so he can still have a little power even with the two strikes. It's not all shortening up. It's, it's very, very exciting. I don't know whether they're going to let him catch Sometime soon, um, Collins caught last night. I know you mostly want that to be Grandal, but boy, it'd be powerful if you could get this guy into the lineup at catcher, especially because it affords you the opportunity for another different kind of bat at DH. But yeah, this is this is a man forcing himself into the lineup, and I th I think that's um, that's wise. Um, overall, what have you what have you been enjoying about your ball club? Start with the good. What have you been enjoying about your ball club for th through the first three games here, Herb? Well, the starters, I I enjoy them. I mean, I know they haven't gone necessarily deep into the games, but Lucas Giolito looked like the ace that he is. He um, you know ran on a little gas 
in that game. Understandably so. Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon are tough customers. To walk those guys is not anything you've got to hang your head about. Uh, and we saw Dallas Keuchel do Dallas Keuchel things in the second game where he's just consistent, is uh, hitting, dotting the eyes, they're dotting the black of the corners of the plate and such. And I really like Lance Lynn. No scared in him. None at all. Uh, Mike Trout, man, that, that fastball, he ch- challenged him twice, struck him out twice. And then the last pitch he threw versus Anthony Rendon, we all know that was a strike. He aced him on the bottom corner of the strike zone. The ump just didn't give it to him. And the thing I love the most is not saying a word to that ump while walking off the mound, just looking at him with daggers, killing him with daggers. It's like, yeah, you know you messed up. That was a strike. When you go back and review that, come back tomorrow and apologize to me, please. Because that Lance Lynn, man, he has some, some fire in him. He is about the business, boss. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he is, Herbie. And that that vibe will uh, will be will be a helpful addition, I think, to the pitching staff uh, and, and to the team. I'm not worried about the bullpen um, that, you know, bummers, bummers breakdown the other night was largely due to Madrigal's error, in my opinion, and extending mm-hmm. that inning. And then Upton had a terrific at bat against him. Stuff happens. Um, and then Marshall last night. I do. I do wonder if Marshall is long for that kind of primary eighth inning setup guy. I think Cody Hoyer who his first appearance is as like the middle closer guy to come out and sort of start the bullpen after Giolito. Um, that was his first appearance for La Russa. I think that role could end up being interchangeable a little bit with Marshall, but we'll have to see. It's early. Yeah, and Tanny and I always talk about it on Locked on Sox. They have two guys last year that came on the scene that surprised both of us. And one of them, you mentioned Cody Hoyer, and the other one, Matt Foster. I mean, that changeup that he throws in the combination of the mid-90s fastball is deadly. So, yeah, high leverage for Evan Marshall. I think maybe a little bit um, earlier in the game, seventh, sixth inning. But, yeah, if it's the eighth inning and you need a guy to strike some people out, Cody Hoyer would be more the guy that I'm looking for. And, like you said, Aaron Bummer, that was a blip on the radar. Some might say you've got to pitch over mistakes, but – that was a huge thing. Getting one out right there would have been a nice relief for the pitcher, especially going against that lineup. That Angels lineup is no punk. So to to say the bullpen is not what we advertise, yeah, you could be a little disappointed so far. But I think this bullpen still a top bullpen, if not the best bullpen in the majors. They haven't shown it as yet, but they haven't been helped out by their defense. Herbie, this was fun, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Enjoy your day. Enjoy national TV tonight for your beloved. And, uh, and I'll see you during the week, as always. I appreciate being the second best Herb on this show. <laughs> that is strong. I am back-to-back hours, double Herb action. Herb on Herb action. As one hour from now, Herb Spiegel will join us, my pops. And that's when I'll deliver my Cecil Travis trivia that has are the phone lines buzzing? Have people been calling and texting, begging for for, for Cecil Travis information so far, Sean? Uh, no, more people are wondering why you called Herb a employee of the station, uh, a friend of the station. Someone said uh, Herb is a friend of the station. Doesn't he still work at the score? Did you fire him, Speaks? <laughs> I mean, they're also talking about how great I am. So, uh, right. OK, good. Uh, a- a- excellent. Um, no, we'll get to that Cecil Travis information later on. And uh, Shohei Otani going for the 
the Angels tonight as a pitcher. That should be a very fun, interesting opportunity for some Sunday night baseball viewing and or listening. It is Speaks. It is hit and run. Bruce Levine's going to join us from Wrigley in a matter of moments. My pops next hour as well. Danny Rocket, uh, the San Ranto uh, podcast, will join us at noon because we got some bonus hit and run leading up to the Cubs and the Pirates rubber match at 1245. That's all right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 